Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The business of mixtapes and the financials of mixtapes was very hush-hush because mixtapes were, quote-unquote, for promotional use only. Like so you, under the table. Yeah, so you really, like, as, a, as DJs, it was like a secret society. Like, we didn't even really talk about, like, money or what type of money we were making or seeing or things like that. But, like, I, I literally, that's when I really first started to, like, make money. And I would watch my, my bank account rise from, like, 5 to 10 to 20 to 50 to 75 to 100 to up and up and up. Welcome back to another episode of Deposits with me, Brooke England, brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. And oh my gosh, what can I say about our guest today? This person is a real champion of the culture. I'm talking innovator, change maker, trendsetter. And when you hear this voice, you know it's going up. Everybody help me welcome the legend himself, DJ Drama. What's poppin'? Oh my gosh, what's poppin'? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? I'm good. I love the money green. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Deposits. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm trying to get to where you at. Absolutely. Okay. But you know, it's raining today. You yeah. all might not know this. It's right. raining today, so it's like when I picked my outfit, mm -hmm. I didn't know this was going to be the energy. So thank you for showing up. You know what I'm saying? Because you look good. Now, if I would have came in here in sweats, you know, well, so it's like the frequency is frequencying right well, now. Well, you know, Pimp C always said, you know, there's no, uh, there's no like temperature on, on, on the camera, on TV. Facts. You know, so he would wear like a, uh, like a, a fur in, in the summertime. Th there you go. You know. There's no restrictions on the drip. Nah, you know what not I mean? at all. You gotta, you gotta turn up because you never know. Yeah, absolutely. This might drama might make me go viral, <laughs> so I can't be looking crazy. You know what I say? I always gotta be ready. Nah, you look now, amazing. thank you. Now it's so funny that you are sitting here. I always tell people how I have superpowers. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I I can make people do things and I like uh -oh. manifest things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Be very scared. All right. Um, but anyway, nervous. so I had you on my list, okay. you know, to be here. And Fire. at the time, they were like, well, we don't really have Drama Connects right now. And I was like, well, I'm going to leave it just in case. You know what I'm saying? I will not be discouraged. That's dope. And Grammy Weekend, now, I was with my girl. We were walking into the Edition Hotel. Uh -huh. And you were walking out. Uh -huh. And she knew that I wanted you on the show because okay. we were supposed to go to the party at the, the Classic Cat. Right, but Grammy. we were late because Listen, doing girl things. Right. And we didn't make it. So we were walking into the hotel. And I was like in my phone. And she was like, did you see drama? I'm like, what? I'm like, what? She's like, no, but I didn't want to say it in front of him. I was like, girl, this is not the time to be cute, okay? I'm working. Yeah, I could have asked work. him, like, what was going on. But you know what? We went right back out, mm -hmm. and you were, like, gone. Mm -hmm. Like Batman. I moved and fast. I was like, so I had to have a talk with her. I was mm -hmm. like, listen. Yeah, you can't miss those We're not groupies. Yeah. This is work. It's work. Never feel yeah. like when you're with me, because she's not in the industry. I was like, never feel like when you're with me, right. if you point somebody out that 
this is something <clears throat> to be embarrassed about. No, yeah. we have business to talk. I would have gave you the contact too. Like I, <laughs> See? I give, I do that a lot. Like if someone comes up to me and they want to do business, like I give my number out, and I have I had other people in the industry be like, "Yo, you, you're so like open with your number," but I'm like, you know, you never know what could come from it. So, do you think you're a workaholic? Uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to be. <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, but, you know, for me, it's like I, I love what I do, you know, and, like, the fact that I, I get to do what I love, like, for this amount of time, like, yeah. and in this space, like, of longevity, you know what I mean? It's like, it's such a blessing, you know, yeah. so I don't take that for granted. Sometimes I've had moments where I, I feel like I don't. I don't work hard enough, you know? Mm. So I've I've been in spaces where, like, you know, I think about more work that I could be doing, you know what I mean? But it doesn't feel like work, you know? If you choose something that you love to do, like, you never work a day in your life, you know? That's what they say. Yeah. So. You know, I spoke to Dame, um, and he was saying- Incredible. His incredible life mind. is a vacation. Right. You know, he doesn't work to go on vacation, and that's something that, I actually know have known Dane for a very long time. And that's and that is something that will actually always stick with me, what he said in that interview. And that's like what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's hard sometimes because then I'll like I'll tell people, I'll have conversations and I'm like, yo, I like I gotta work. And they'll be like, nigga, it's not like you're a truck driver. Like going to work is you in the club rocking a party and having some drinks with beautiful people around you like yeah. you know so cool people doing cool things but i mean again like you know i've I've worked hard to get here you know and like <clears throat> a lot of people obviously don't see the early grind and you know the, the days when i was like you know in the in the crib making putting together my own mixtapes and going to kinko's i don't even know if kinko's still exists of like making covers and you know like so to be in this space, you know, obviously I'm in, I'm in a place where, you know, I, I can work smarter and not harder, but like, absolutely, I'm a workaholic for sure. For sure. Because last year you put out 10 projects. Yeah, that's kind of wild. That is, <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> Especially okay. Like in, the, in, the, in the climate that we're in, like putting out 10 projects on mixtapes, like, yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, okay, so... I'm, I I would like to assume that a lot of people in your life get upset with you. Um, what time do you explain have? that? Like, do you miss a lot of phone calls? Do you like not call people back? No, I'm, Are I'm you, good like, on the missing... phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I answer all. I, I'm not one of those people. You know, how some people have like 350 messages that they're unanswered or something like that yeah i'm not one and of I, don't, I don't even have 10 projects <clears throat> yeah nah i pretty much like respond to everything that's good so you put out 10 projects but i can assume that you were working on more yeah how do you juggle that um good time management um great team definitely have to have a great team and um you know, I think that this many years in, like I, I, I know how to, to, to function to the point of like, you know, use and utilize twenty four hours in my day. You know, um, it, it just depends. You know, as as busy as I am, like it's like, you know, you wake up, I, I go work out, I, you know, I go to the studio, I get my work in, and 
if I'm on the road, you know, I, I make sure that the work gets done. So, but I mean, I don't clearly do it alone. Like, yeah. you know, I have great people around me that are very, you know, equipped and assist me in, you know, making sure that the, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Yeah. Now, one thing you mentioned before <clears throat> I asked you that question was about, like, you know, the times you were home and, you know, before all of this, before all of this success that mm -hmm. people see now and people, you know, know you have known you to do right mm -hmm. that's what kind of this that that is what this show is about deposits i don't know what they told you about this show yeah i was going to ask you how'd you come up with the name for that like well how i came up with the name deposits was basically um it's basically kind of what you said. Like, we see <clears> people, we see the success. And, of course, we want to know the drip. We want to know, I see mm. you got the ice on. And it's like, we want to know all these things, how much it costs and, you know, what you did with those first big checks. But it's also about the deposits that you've put into yourself Dope. and put into your career and the things that people don't see. Like you know that. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's twofold. It's like, like you know, that. some people don't like to speak about the money right, and the right, things right. that they've made. So we do lean into like the deposits they've put in themselves. I so love that. Either way it goes, it's like, it's deposits, yeah, you I know? Love that. I love that. Um, thank you. So I know a lot about your career. Okay. Over 200 mixtapes. Yeah. Probably like 250. Probably like 250. Dad. <laughs> now you did try to flex with the extra 50. You know what I'm saying? How does that even happen? How does... I know you have a lot of help and you've worked with some amazing artists in your career, mm -hmm. but do you still sit back and like, I can't believe that I've done that many. <clears throat> Would oh. you be able to call out all 250? I don't oh, think you nah, can. I can't. <laughs> nah, I can't. Nah, I could probably name, I could, whew. It's hard. I could start. I don't know where I would get. Let's see. Little Wayne, Jeezy, T.I., Tyler the Creator, Jim Jones, Cameron, Fabulous, Meek. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ed Prez, Rhapsody, Dave East. Um, Boosie, NBA Youngboy, Snoop, G Perico, Nipsey Hussle, Gucci Man, um, Cash, Cash Doll, just, and these are just some of the recent ones. Um, Jeremiah, Chris Brown, Pharrell, um, we could go on for days. We could literally go for days. Listen. You see, I'm not really jumping in because the things, the people that I would have said, you <clears throat> said them. Yeah. Um, I think, like, when I think about your career, you are connected to so many legends. Right. And you started with T.I. I did. Very well, he was on. the first person that you did an individual mixtape with. Yeah, Gangsta Grills, for those who might not be familiar with the mixtape series, like, Early on in, in its inception was just like a, a compilation of all the hottest songs like in the South at the time and uh, me working with Tip 
early on. It was the first time we did a project where it was like solely one artist. So that was how like the Gangsta Girls, as people know it today, as like a mini street album started, like it started out with T.I. being the first of that artist. Now, when you met T.I. and you started working with him for the first time, did you know that his career would be what it is today? Like, what did you think, like, going into that situation? <clears throat> no, I had no idea. I mean, the first time I met him, you know, I got a phone call from his manager, Jason Jeter. <clears throat> and it's crazy. And it's one of the reasons why, I, to this day, I still, like, give out my number or, you know, I'm very, like, social with new people I meet because that was the first time I ever got a call for somebody to work on, like, that called me like, yo, I got your number off the back of one of your mixtapes in the barbershop. I want to bring this artist through to do a freestyle for you. Like, imagine if I would have said no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so Tip came through. He was still kind of like, you know, quiet, like reserved. And he, he did a freestyle for me. And like at the end of the freestyle, he said like, you know, I'm the king of the South. And like, I remember looking or and telling my 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 partner at the time, DJ Sense, like, yo, this nigga's crazy. Like, he said he's the king of the South. So, you know. Yeah, that ruffled a lot of feathers. For sure. Yeah, and definitely, <laughs> you know, and, I, and and this is like, this is like 01, 2001 yeah. when he's saying this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I stayed in contact with, um, with, with uh, Jay Jeter and like, you know, we were kind of both co coming up around the same time. Like the same time I was making Gangsta Grills, they was making uh, their mixtapes and everything. And I, and I <clears throat> at, at some point, you know, I, I definitely realized like, you know, okay, like Tip is going somewhere. Like, you know, I was, his buzz in the city was, was really like coming, getting to a, you know, like, top spot mm. and you know I, I you know just by being a student in the game I was like okay here's somebody I could you know kind of connect to like you know DJ artists like and as I'm doing my thing like you know kind of come up and you know it'll, it'll enhance my career in a way so so yeah there was there was a period where I definitely realized like this guy's going you places knew. yeah for sure now you say you have that thing you say you have that kind of superpower where you can I mean, look I, at someone and tell they would, got like a I would assume so. I mean if you check my track track Ooh. record, like, you know, I'm definitely I've been a part of, you know, quite the the cultural moments and or quite the, you know, the ascensions of people's career. So. Yeah, we're gonna ask him about me off camera. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let's go back a little bit because you said that was 2001. Yeah. And you graduated from Clark Atlanta in yeah. 2000. Mm -hmm. And I know that you studied communication, mm -hmm. but you built this brand. I mean, branding now is like so important. It's mm -hmm. like your brand on social media, your brand, and da 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 da. But at that time, no, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I. I'm very curious to how you were able to bridge, mm. you know, your education with something that was so instrumental, like this brand of mm. Gangsta Grill. It's like when you say Gangsta Grill, I don't care. I would say like younger generations now and, you know, like older generation. When you say Gangsta Grill, like people are going to know what you're talking about. And then if they don't, it's like, I can't really trust them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, this conversation about hip-hop, we can't really have it, mm -hmm. you know, because you don't know what Gangsta Grills is. Mm -hmm. But that is the brand, how strong of a brand you built. Thank you. How did you, was that something you consciously did? Or how did you <clears throat> begin to, like, brand 
to create such a strong brand? It was a little bit of both, honestly. Like, interestingly enough, probably my favorite class when I was in school was my marketing class. <clears throat> you know, like, you know, I was a mass comm major, and they, but they make you take classes in other, like, <clears throat> fields. So I wound up taking a marketing class, and when I was... I remember being in class, like going through some of the, you know, the, the lessons and being like, wow, this is, I can really apply everything that I'm learning to what I'm doing right now. Like to, to my hustle or to like, you know, <clears throat> how I'm marketing my tapes or my product or my placement and, yeah. you know, just, just various things that I was learning. So in a way, looking back on it, you know, I would even tell somebody that like, wants to go to school or or is interested in the entertainment feel like definitely you know I, i'm not gonna say be a business major but maybe be a business minor you know yeah. what i'm saying like as much as mass comm was important to me like i realized now i could have i would have learned so much more you know being on the business side of things because i was naturally doing all the the other things you know what i mean and then some of it just kind of happened naturally you know just like from you know being a student of the game or just like putting my drive and some and my hustle into it but i definitely was you know like taking those those seeds that i was learning again like in my marketing class and applying it to my business mm. so when it came to like your uh, designing your mixtapes and, you know, handing them out, you would credit that <clears throat> to your marketing classes. <clears throat> yeah, I would credit it to just like, you know, knowing how important all that stuff was, like, you know, being ahead of the competition or making sure like I had a, a, a good product that looked good. You know what I'm saying? Like this was a time when mixtapes were in a sense, like just even getting covers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure like when people saw it, obviously, and I was a, like, a, a new kid on the block at the time. So my shit had to stand out. You know, I had to make it presentable for people to even want it. So I went above and beyond to make sure that I had like dope covers, like just, you know, a good product and and variations of, you know, a, like a, a Neo Soul tape, a reggae tape, a, like a, a up north hip hop tape, a down south south tape down south tape just that i had something for everybody you know what i mean so um yeah again like you know i, I took a lot of pride into you know pu putting out like quality work you know time over and time again to make sure that like i knew how important the name like the branding of the name dj drama was and i knew how important the branding of gangster girls was like very early on for me it was like i realized okay i'm gonna make the Gangsta Grills brand, like, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Even before, like, <clears throat> I put all the emphasis into DJ Drama. Like, if I make Gangsta Grills the brand, like, me as a DJ can kind of utilize that platform to come up. Like, I made 10, 11, 12 versions of the tape before I ever even put my face on the cover. Right. So yeah, I know you know what hide your identity. Yeah, people didn't even know what I looked like. <laughs> Um, so I know that one of the ways that you would get money was to print out, sh was to create artist show tapes. Yeah, I did that a couple of times, <clears throat> mainly for like, I did it for Jeezy. Mm -hmm. Jeezy would come through. Um, <clears throat> Coach K was a neighbor of mine and 
you know, I would like make him, he would do shows. He he had like little shows in making and, and whatnot. So I would make him like $100 uh, show tapes. I didn't do it for a lot of artists, but like I definitely did it for Jeezy. What are some other things that you did in that time that, you know, held you over until oh, those man. big checks started coming in? I did it all. Like, <clears throat> I, one, I one time did, um, uh, I DJed the Shakur family reunion. What? At uh, Afini, rest in peace, Afini Shakur's house one summer. Yeah. How did they, how did that connection come a, about? I had a, how did that connection come about? I had a, a friend um, who hooked me up with that gig. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Um, can't remember her name right now. But yeah, but I did it all. I mean, I would do birthday parties. Wait, don't just skip over the Okay, I won't skip over it. All right. What, what it, was it happening happened, at the reunion? I remember Geronimo Pratt had just got out of jail. Um, it was, you know, I remember, um, um, damn, what's the name of the group that was, um, the outlaws were there. Um, that's where I, I first, uh, yeah, met, uh, Edie. Mm. Um, and know, where was it? It was at, it was at, uh, Pac's mom's house. It was in Atlanta. Wow. And I remember her telling me, I remember her saying to me, like, Pac, Pac would have loved you. Um, you know, create interestingly enough, like when I was even a kid, when I was younger, I think I was about like 16. Um, I don't know if I've ever told this on camera, but I went to this like youth retreat one time and I used to have like, I used to have dreads and Pac's sister, like I had cut them off, but I was like about to, I wanted to grow them back. I had an Afro and one of Pac's younger sisters, like braided my hair up to like put it in the dreads again um and she used to like tell me stories you know just like Pac was her brother and stuff like that <clears throat> and then um if I'm not mistaken she was at the party too and it was just it was dope I mean it was legendary you know this was like this was a couple years obviously after his passing but mm -hmm. just like being in the presence of his family and you know as hip-hop royalty like you know, being around Afini and like it was, you know, it was a it was a fire gig. Like it was a dope time for me. That's and, iconic. And and it was it's like before I was quote unquote DJ drama. So, you know, I'm just like a, a budding DJ, you know, getting a gig, trying to, you know, rock. So what type <clears> of music <throat> did you play at the reunion? Um I played a lot of a lot of hip hop, 
a lot of, you know, definitely a lot of Pac. And then, you know, it was, it was a family reunion. So, you know, you playing Frankie Beverly and Mays. You, you know, you playing Michael Jackson. You, you playing, you know, music for the grown folks yeah. and stuff the kids could could vibe to. Now, I know you have an extensive vinyl collection. Were you on your vinyls or? Uh, no, nah, I was still on vinyls. Uh, yeah, I had an extensive vinyl collection. I actually just recently lost it. I had all my records in storage. And <clears throat> the storage unit, like, lost touch with me. And they, they, I think I, some, because they lost touch with me, I went over, like, the 90 days yeah. of, of paying the bill. And, you know, by law, they're, they're able to, like, sell it. sell it. So they sold my unit. I was, I had it since 2005. I paid them people about 25 grand, like, over... 17 years and they sold my shit for $58 and 13 cents. Sick. All my, like every piece of vinyl I ever owned, all my old. But why you never moved it into your home? I made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's one of my, my biggest regrets. Like as soon as, you know, I had moved and I had some space, I never moved it. I was just being lazy. Yeah. You kind of like didn't want to deal with it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, to this day, I, I'm, I'm so regretful that I didn't do that. Uh, lesson learned, yeah. Don't lose your stuff. Lesson learned. Okay, so what are some other ways that you were able to keep the lights on? <clears throat> um, I I did it all. I mean, you know, like like I said, like I was I was doing weddings, I was doing family reunions. You know, I probably did a, a bar mitzvah or two. Um, I was going to all the colleges, hustling mixtapes. You know, I would I would go to like. CAU campus or Spelman's campus or Georgia State's campus and like, you know, sell my mixtapes. And I would, you know, on a good day, I would, I would come home with like four or five, six hundred dollars. And like at that time, you know, in, in, in my life, like that was, you know, a good living. You know, I, I literally never, I never got, had a job after college. The only like <clears throat> quote unquote, like job I had was I went to go work on Baby Boy, uh, the movie, um, in LA for a couple of weeks as a, a PA, a production assistant. And <clears throat> after that, I was working for a little bit. I I had my first like overseas gig in London. Mm -hmm. So I told him like, yo, I got to go to London for this gig. And then when I went, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know if I really want to go back to set. Cause I, I kind of felt like I was starting from like the bottom level, yeah. you know, in the film business. And I had already made a name for myself as a DJ. So I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to focus on my DJ career. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, one thing about me, like anybody who knows me from those days knows that when it came to a hustler, like I was a hustler, like you was grinding. Yeah. I, I, I did it all. You know, I would, you know, I was doing, I was doing clubs too. So, you know, I would have like the ten to two slot, or the or the twelve to two. I'm sorry, like it was either in Atlanta, it was the ten to twelve, it was the twelve to two, or it was the two to four slot. Those were the three slots you would get at the club to DJ. And you know, we had like at the time in Buckhead, there was like the club district. Mm -hmm. So like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, you know, literally almost every night of the week, it was like just on one street six seven eight clubs that were popping and you know i would go work like i would do whatever and i was probably making three hundred dollars a you know a party at that time so 
But it was it was. But that's not bad, actually. No, it's not. I mean, for you know, in your early twenties, yeah. like, and at that time too. Yeah. Um. It was you know it was it was it was fair. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um. It's not. You couldn't get me to come out of the house for that now, of but of course not. <laughs> um. You know, like that is. I paid my dues though. Yeah. And I was handing out mixtapes and you know like introducing myself to people and just like. Just doing whatever it took, like really doing whatever it took, you know. What what is like a key memory you remember about I guess those days coming up, like as far as like struggle or, you know, maybe days where you felt like, I don't know, like this is kind of taking a, a long time to pop off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I remember there was a time when um I I didn't or I couldn't pay my water bill for like, I don't remember if it was a month or two or I just remember having cold water for a hot second where, you know, the, you know, times were a little tough. Um, And during that time, I remember, you know, kind of feeling like maybe I should move back to Philly. Like maybe this thing's not working, you know, like. I had been putting in a lot of work and, you know, ends wasn't meeting. And I, I, I literally thought about, like, going home and, and trying something else. Um, what year was that? This was, like, this was like 03, 04. Wow. So yeah. this is even after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is after. This is, like, er, it, it might have been before we did the the t- tip gangster grills, mm-hmm. but it was in the early stages of gangster grills. And it was definitely like, you know, I was, I was, I had a name for myself, but you know, it was still, it was still kind of tough making ends meet. I had just had my first daughter and I just was like, I don't know. I, I just remember having a, a frustrating moment. Like, you know, just feeling like, man, is, is this ever going to pay off? You know? And thank God I didn't, or else we might not be sitting here right now. Right. What is something that you always thought about, or what would you say that motivated you to, like, not give up and turn throw in the towel? You know, I love what I do. Like, I literally, you know, hip-hop, I, I live, breathe, like, eat. It's like I live for this culture. Um, and just knowing that, you know, like, knowing that I, I'm able to, in a sense, like, you know, um, print money. Like, you know, like my mind is, is, is the, you know, is, is the equity. Like, you know, whatever I can come up with to create is the investment, is the, the intellectual property. So as, as hard as I work or as much as I put into it is what I'm going to get back from it. You know what I'm saying? So instead of giving up, it's like, okay, like let's buckle down. Let's, let's create something and, you know, create a product to, you know, make some dollars. I love that. So fast forward. So now Trap or Die. Oh my gosh. You know, I thought I was like a gangster at this time. Like mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. thought I was in the street moving something because mm-hmm. when Trapper die, I, I mean, there's not really words to describe that. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles 
and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Feeling, because I feel like y'all made everybody feel like they was getting Absolutely. some type of money in the street. <laughs> Absolutely. I still hear that shit to this day. Man, I moved so much weight off Trap or Die. Or... Yeah, I, I hear stories like that all day. So now in the creation of Trap or Die, because I know you credit like Trap or Die as like one of your biggest For sure. moments and accomplishments in For your sure. whole career. Absolutely. Um, when you were making Trap or Die, like did you know or did you feel something magical about it? Yeah, I knew it was a moment because we had already, that was me and Jeezy's second project. We had did a tape called Streets is Watching. That Streets like, is Watching was first, yeah. Yeah, that like murdered the streets. So when we were working on Trap or Die, you know, Trap or Die is the first mixtape that has like a release date. And I know that sounds weird now, but like you got to think of it. This was at a time when like mixtapes just kind of like hit the streets. Like yeah. when they were done, you would see it in the store and it would you would go cop it. Like, but... Because of like how big Trap or Die was, you know, we had a release party, um, which was you know at one of the biggest clubs in Atlanta. So you know there was a whole date set around it. So like you know there was anticipation. There was anticipation. There was just like you know the energy was in, in, incredible. Like BMF was at at the height of the what peak, was going yeah. on. So there was a lot. Of, that surrounded it so like and then you know for me like even how I approached the tape like Jeezy was telling me like yo you you gotta talk that shit like yeah you know and I was that was early on in my like in my rants or motivational speeches or shit talking however you want to put it but like you know I like I was really finding my voice and and coming into my own <clears throat> and when it dropped it was just like Man, I couldn't go nowhere without hearing it. Like yeah. nowhere. Like all my dreams had came true up to that point. Like growing up, listening to other DJs and hearing them play out of cars. And you know, when Trap or Die came out, and I was on the road with Ti as his DJ at the time, and we were literally going state to state on tour. And I heard Trap or Die play in every major city across America, and I was like, Oh, I made it! Like I'm here. Yeah. And the DVD. You know, that was one of the first mixtapes that, like, came with a DVD. So that was the first time people really first literally got to see what I looked like. Mm -hmm. You know, like, at that time, when people heard the name DJ Drama or they were familiar with, like, Gangsta Grills, like, you know, based upon the sound of my my voice and how deep it is. And they thought I was, like, a, a fat, dark-skinned nigga. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So niggas saw the Trapper Die DVD, like, hold on, like, that light skin ass like, nigga. That, light skin. <laughs> yeah, like that's the nigga with that voice. Like, hold on, something's not right. So um, it was a lot. Like it was a it was it was a time, you know. I mean, to this day, people still say Trap or Die arguably is one of the greatest mixtapes of all time, you know. And, For sure. Well, it's what 18 years ago, you know what I'm saying? So um, it changed my life, it changed Jeezy's life, you know, leading into the album. It was like was a hell of a time. Yeah, I want to talk about like how it changed your life like financially cuz I've heard you actually say like you had come to a point where you were making so much money you didn't even know what to do with it. Right. I didn't. Um so around that time I had hired a uh 
a guy by the name of Jason Brown, who I definitely have to credit for really helping me get my business structure in order. Mm -hmm. So before that time, I wasn't, I was making mixtapes and I was like moving them and, and making money, but like, it just wasn't, my, it, it wasn't adding up. Like I wasn't, you know, I was putting a lot of money out and I wasn't seeing a lot in return. Yeah. And when I brought Jason Brown on, who was like at the time working with a, a rival DJ of mine and we had kind of had some static and then he approached me about working with me. He really, he really brought a, a good business structure to like what I had been building to that point. And yeah, so you know, we were, we had created like uh, a a great system of, you know, of, of moving units and moving product. And, you know, this is at a time like when mix, the, the, the business of mixtapes and the financials of mixtapes was very hush hush because mixtapes were quote unquote for promotional use only. Like so you, under the table. Yeah. So you really like, as a, as DJs, it was like a secret society. Like we didn't even really talk about like money or what type of money we were making or seeing or things like that. But like I, I literally that's when I really first started to like make money, and I would watch my my bank account rise from like five to ten to twenty to fifty to seventy five to a hundred to up and up and up. And you know I I don't I don't come from money so. I didn't know at the time about like investments, retirement funds, like stocks, bonds, like property, shit like that. So I was just looking at the money sitting in the bank. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just happy to to be able to see a number. You know what I'm saying? So not, you know, I didn't like thinking I was doing something by putting it in a savings account and like making a penny off every 50 grand, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I didn't know any better. So I was just like excited to just have money in the bank and and thinking that, you know, okay, like I'm getting money. But um, but yeah, that that literally was when I first really started to like see some real money. Was it like one particular deposit? Like what did was it one big check or was it like what was it? Take now, us to the moment. It was just kind of coming, like it was. It started to just come in and come in more and more. And as you know, as those years went on, like you know, when Trapper Die came out, and then Dedication came out, and then you know, this tape came out, and that tape came out, and you know, I had like, I had mixtapes that were not just moment momentarily mixtapes. Like they literally were, you know, like albums that people consistently wanted you know to purchase like so it might have been a year to three years in like people were still you know I had catalog you know what I mean like and when I say catalog like it, like it means that like you know I, I had built up a repertoire body. a body of work that people consistently were interested in so all those you know projects were consistently selling so I started seeing money from from that and then this was around the time when I first got my record deal so you know I got a, a huge check like an advance from was that um, the biggest check you ever saw in yeah one? absolutely at, at the that, record deal yeah Atlantic sure. yeah was that the, Atlantic. as the group or no that was for DJ drama like for the Gangsta Girls album 
um that was the that was the biggest check i had seen at that time at like one one big lump sum of money now that was interesting because that was after the raid right no this was before that the was raid. the before the raid yes before the raid so and i do know that okay let's let me let the audience know what i'm what i'm speaking about mm -hmm. so in 2007 you got raided by the fbi because of mixtapes you were Crazy. making this much money where they were like, I mean, the record labels had to have something to do with it, obviously. They were like, he has to be stopped. <laughs> well, well, the, I mean, it was in conjunction with the RIAA, mm -hmm. which is basically the police of the record industry. or And they certify. Yeah, I mean, those are, you know, when you get your plaques in the mail, like, they're certified by the RIAA. So, you know, they they uh protect the recording academy so yeah the raid was in conjunction with them which is the irony of it because like they literally would send me plaques and say thank you you know what i mean um so yeah you know i got like i got raided by um by the boys in blue and and the iaa and they hit me with a rico charge for bootlegging and racketeering and, you know, I was the farthest thing from a bootlegger. Like, I was working directly with artists, directly with the record labels, you know. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, during that time, they also, like, froze my bank account. And, yeah. like, you know, and they never gave it back, right? Nah, they never, they, they never gave back my, like, I had, like, a, a DJ drama account. I had two accounts. I had one account where we had um, our album budget. And they, they did give that back. But the my other account, they never gave back. And they said that because of how the, the money was coming in, they couldn't differentiate what was from what. So they just kind of like kept it all. And you said, I, I believe it was six figures? It was definitely. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Six figures. Yeah, a good six so, figures. So, like, what? I like... cried. <laughs> I, shed, I shed a thug tear. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Like, you know, all this money that I would go look at every day in the bank just to see it. And then that shit said 0.00. .00. And, you know, thankfully I had still had some cash on hand, so I had money to play with. But, you know, um... I've gotten it back tenfold since, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you get knocked down, you know, you, you, you're going to see what you built for. If you, if you built the last, you know what I mean? You got to get yourself back up. Now that was so interesting. I mean, it was unfortunate, you know, that, <laughs> that you lost everything, but it was so interesting that, you know, the industry and, you know, that they were paying attention to you so closely, you know, yeah. in this mixtape, era mm -hmm. how do you think that raid changed the industry as mm -hmm. far as mixtapes it changed everything um it, it was you know we call it the data game changed i mean like you know the mixtape game took a a, a a real big hit you know um at the time like you know i was top of the food chain so you know it was like other djs and websites that sold mixtapes and it was like damn if they can get drama like nobody's safe you know so um it like it sent the mixtape game in a frenzy um 
But I also think that like a real, a phoenix arose from that. Like, you know, in the years following, you know, in, in hindsight, like the mixtape business became big, larger than ever, yeah. you know, and then like because of the the way the internet was going and, you know, the, 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 the new artists that like had been inspired by the, those years of, of those projects we were doing started to create their own projects and, you know, give them away through send space or, you know, downloadable links and, you know, sites like that piff that and piff. live mixtapes were, were coming up and giving away like free downloads instead of people having to like, actually like purchase a mixtape. So, um, you got to see that, it, you know, although we were making money, it was never just about the money. You know what I mean? It was really more just about like, you know, doing what we love, like for, for DJs and for artists. So, and then those sites, you know, got so big that they started like so cutting. Monetize. Yeah, they yeah. started to monetize and, and cut real checks to the DJs and to the artists. And, you know, like, you know, they used to be like, those mixtape sites would have like literally countdowns of of when a, a project was going to drop because it was so anticipated. So, um, yeah, I look at it like a phoenix arose, you know, from that situation. And, you know, one thing about it that I always, you know, say or talk about, like, the Ray made me more famous than I was before. Yeah. So, you know, like, I would, I became like, you know, a martyr or, you know, I said I took the fall for hip hop, like, you know, people who weren't familiar with me before, like, because of that and the attention that it got, like, I, I got a new a new uh, level of fame that, you know, then led me into my album, my album rollout, and, you know, just a, a, a new fan base that was like, oh, that's, you know, that's DJ Drama. Like, it's the guy that got locked up for mixtapes. And like you said, like, once that Piff and all these other sites started to be able to monetize... Um, to to help artists get money. A lot of artists that would never make money from mixtapes started to actually really bring in revenue from mixtapes. So they definitely have you to think. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, somebody gotta somebody gotta uh, take the take the charge. Where would you say mixtapes are today? What would you <clears throat> say the status of mixtapes is right now? Oh, I would say back back to life. Um, uh, thank. Thanks to yours truly, um, you know. I, I said recently, like I, I brought the mixtape game back to life. You know, I mean, it was, it was in a space where the formula or the format that we know it today hadn't existed. Like the lines were blurred on what a mixtape was. Like it was just a word. You know, yeah. a mixtape EP, an album. Like people were just kind of throwing that out there, just like. You know, they would use the word mixtape to take away the pressure of, of your album. But, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, just recently, like, and obviously with the success of, of uh, me and Tyler's project, Call Me If You Get Lost, yeah. like the concept of, you know, a DJ and, you know, the bells and the whistles and the gangster grill drops and me talking on it and running the records back. Like, you know, I've, I kind of, I kind of help, you know, I mean, single-handedly like bring that formula back to life so now you see various projects out there like 
a Cash Dow or I Swear Vezo or a Dave East um, yeah. or uh, a G Perico, you know, with the with a, a Jeezy Snowfall, Snowball, yeah. like NBA Youngboy, Snoop, so many that I've done recently with that real mixtape feel that have been missing for some time. And you won a Grammy off of Call the if you get lost. with Tyler. Yeah. That was actually a very competitive category. It you was. were up against Drake, Nas, uh, J. Cole, Donda. Yeah. You know, I don't think, I'm not going to say I don't think because uh, the Academy loves Tyler, but, yeah. you know, I think like for a lot of people outside, just did not see that coming. I mean, I don't think you did. You weren't even there, I right? Nah. <laughs> not because of, I didn't know if we were going to win but i wasn't there because you know on that day there was the dreamville festival in uh north carolina and i had a performance with uh jeezy tip wayne uh during uh dj drama gangster girl set so i chose to do that over attending the grammys um but it was a full circle moment you know as soon as i got to dreamville i found out that i we won the grammy for best rap album and, you know, it definitely was some very, very stiff competition, I must say. But there was a there was a, a, a piece of me that, like, felt like we had a good chance. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Did you regret not going? No, because um, Tyler didn't go neither. Um, so I don't know if because Tyler didn't attend, <clears throat> they didn't put the the award the award the category on television um and who's to say if i would have been there if just me alone would have gotten them to do that but so it wouldn't have been like we would have been able to run up on that stage and mm -hmm. accept it um and yeah i mean being a dreamville performing in front of seventy five thousand with three guys that you know are are legends and you know monumental yeah. in my career like it was a, you know, I made the right decision. Yeah. I mean, album of the year is like iconic. No, you know good. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So let's talk about how the price went up. <laughs> <laughs> the price went up. Talk to me about the phone calls that came after that Grammy. You know, a Grammy does does some some things. Like I must say, it 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 uh it makes the phone ring. It um yeah. Yeah, the prices are a little different. Were you like in some negotiations negotiations at that time? Were you like, you know what, actually, um I, I'm gonna I, have to No, 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 no. I would never do that to nobody. Um it, you know, I, I had already, you know, just that day alone, I had just dropped the Dreamville mixtape. Um I, I had did a couple, me and Jim had just Jim Jones had just just did a against the grills. Um so yeah, there were already projects that were already in motion. And you know, I, I think, you know, I, I just think that the the feel and the the vibe, like, and then even for that, like me and Jeezy and and Cannon and Lake had been working on um Snowfall for like over a year before it had initially dropped so mm -hmm. the the um the idea the conception like literally had happened before you know the grammy win so there were there were there were things in 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 play already mm -hmm. um but again you know 
I think just the 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 feel of of what Tyler's album did, you know, the Grammy win, like it, you know, it would it it restored it restored the brand, you know what yeah. I mean? It put a lot of like a lot of eyes and 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 light onto it. So um and uh, you know for me like again like the money's great. You know, I, I love to 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 uh to receive it, but like just to again like to think that 20 plus years later like the gangster grills brand is like on fire yeah or you know having when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper ludicrous having trouble don't panic don't be alarmed you need to file a claim holla at state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there that's right you can file a claim on the app or call us Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's resurgence. Like, you know, it's like, who would have thunk it? I've asked a couple people uh, on this show that have won awards and that have been nominated for awards. Do awards matter? Um, Do they matter? Um, They're nice to receive. Um, They're not everything, you know. I think that, you know, there might be people that win awards that aren't working like me, you know what I'm saying, or or others that don't have some of the accolades. I mean, of course it feels nice to be able to say Grammy Award winning or, you know, be able to, like, run up on that stage with me and my team at the Hip Hop Awards and accept for DJ of the Year, like... um, you know, to be nominated in its own is is quite mm-hmm. the accomplishment. Like everyone, to be recognized. yeah, everyone doesn't even get that. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, win or lose. Like you know, music is a little different. Like um, it's not like sports in a sense where like you know, it's 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 clear, cut and dry when people go to like the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or championships, where it's like the best team wins, you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously we've seen at award shows or or like, um, or these type of situations where we feel like so-and-so got snubbed or yeah. this should have won and, you know, this wasn't, wasn't deserving. <clears throat> so it's more, it's a little more opinion-based. Um, so, you, you know, it's like one year you're excited because you're nominated and then the next year you look up and it's like, damn you you like how did this not get recognized so you can't put all your eggs into that basket um and i don't i don't work thinking about you know is this is this gonna win or is this gonna do that but like yeah sure i don't i think you know it would be a a a lie to say that it doesn't matter but it's not everything you know what i mean like the, the success and the you know the love from from the people and the, the the continuation of you know being able to do what you you know you do is is the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, generation now, your label. Did you ever see yourself as a music executive? Did you ever know that this would be a part of your journey? Um, it it was an organic evolution. 
you know. Because now you're in your corporate bag. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a man of many hats, no pun intended. Um, so, you know, it, it started, it, as it was happening, I was kind of, like, navigating and, and watching how, like, this part of my career was slowing down and 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 this part of my career was picking up and, you know, originally getting my A&R uh, gig at Atlantic and then turning it into, you know, us starting Generation Now as a, a production company label and then turning it into a full-fledged label. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of it initially, like, started because um, – I built a studio in Atlanta called Main Street Studios. Yes. And iconic. Definitely recording studio. Definitely very iconic recording studios. And as I was building that studio, it just became a hub for like a lot of what was going on in the city and and within the culture in Atlanta. So, you know, um, you know, when when when, I, when me and my partner Lake um were putting together albums. Um, at a certain point in my career, like, you know, we had the opportunity to sign a few artists and, you know, so like the, the position of like turning it into a record label was, was kind of brewing and kind of mm -hmm. like, it, it was, it was happening without us even really realizing that that's the direction we were going in. And, you know, like being an A&R or being an exec, like, I've been doing that with Gangsta Grills for some time. It just hadn't been looked at it in that manner. Formally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Formally, so, so yeah, so um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a dope bag to be in. You know, the success of our label, you know, the success of our roster is like, you know, you know, we want to, we want to be one of the greats. How do you feel like that side of your career is different from your like artist artistry? side? Yeah, um, it's more of like a a background role, you know, it's more of like what a, a selfless to do what's best for my artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not there to be DJ drama unless called upon, you know? Yeah. Um, and it is called upon, you know, especially early on in their careers, like because of who I am, I'm able to walk them into rooms or put them on stages or, you know, um, uh, do things that, you know, they might not be capable of doing at that point in their career. But I'm also, you know, just there to 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 guide and, you know, to to give my shoulders for them to stand on, you know, and then like let them shine, you know what I mean? And be able to, you know, watch from, you know, the sidelines and 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 watch them take off and, you know, be successful. And like it's it's like it's a great feeling, you know what I mean? To to be able to like watch and be a part of like artist career or, you know, uh, uh, young talent that like have kind of almost in a sense like came up on us and then, you know, watch them like be superstars, you know, to the point where, you know, I'm I'm in their presence. Motherfuckers don't know who the fuck I am, but they know who they are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's a, it's a dope feeling, and I and I and I say that with pride. You know what I yeah. mean? Like like wow, look what we did. You know, and um, you know, like it's 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 been an incredible journey. When you say things like you know you've been able to receive the fruits of your label your labor tenfold, like was there ever like some things that growing up you like when I get money. This is what I'm going to buy. This is what I'm going to do. 
<clears throat> um, and have you been able to do those things? I'm trying to think. I mean, I've, I feel like I've lived out, like, you know, for me, just, just to, like, my goal early on, to be honest, was just to get my name on a flyer. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. Like, as as basic as it sounds, like, I can't wait to get my name on a flyer. And then I think my next goal was I can't wait to hear my mixtape out of somebody's car. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or... You know, like I've I've crossed off a lot of things on on my list of 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 things I've I've done in my career that I I never in my wildest dreams imagined. Like I I never saw none of this. Like you know, and not to say that, um, you know I I didn't work towards it, but it was just like you know I was just doing what I love to do. You know what I mean? And I knew that, um. You know, I definitely knew I wanted to be one of the greats, and I believe in manifestation. And you know, I, I would I would put it out into the universe um, the things that I wanted to accomplish. But yeah, I don't I don't know if there was like oh when I do this I want to. I mean, I remember early on like you know buying my first Benz and mm-hmm. like wanting to get that. But like outside of that, like you know, I've just kind of just been going with the flow. How many cars do you have now? Um, I only just like four. Like four? Yeah, not not crazy. What are the four? Um, not in crazy. Yeah, got like a Rolls Royce, a Maybach, Sprinter. Aight. And a Toyota. Aight. I see you got your (laughs) jewels on. What about your jewelry collection? How much Uh, would you say it's worth? Ah, it's a good question. Um. Um, it's up there, you know. <laughs> it's it's more than the feds took. <laughs> I know yeah, that's it's right. It's more than what the feds took. Is it more than the cars? Um, is it more than the cars? <laughs> I think that might be on any given Sunday. You know, it's probably about it's it's, it's close. It's close. Yeah. What would you say is your greatest investment? What is the investment that you're most proud of? Oh, um, my daughters. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Um, my kids. Um, if that counts. Dame said the same thing. Did he? Yeah. Okay, so it great, counts. Family great, definitely counts. Great minds think alike. Okay, so before you go, let's see. I think we covered a lot. Oh, this is actually a good one. Okay. The nickname, Mister Thanksgiving. Yep. Do you find that, or because you have the name Mr. Thanksgiving, do people in your family or expect you to host Thanksgiving? How how does that work? I'm going to be honest. So, earlier on in my career, when um, I first gave myself that nickname, it definitely, there was a lot of pressures, like, where I would always get booked on Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> so I would always have to work on Thanksgiving because I call myself Mr. Thanksgiving. So yeah. people would always call for me to to do gigs. So I would be on the road. So it was like, it's kind of like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to. So you weren't really with your family a lot. No, nah, it was tough. I wasn't. I, I, would tr- I would try to like 
have Thanksgiving early, but I would always have to leave out and go work on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And um, but I also I also will say that one of my uh, uh not regrets, but something I never really took advantage of too is the the like the name like you know by now I should have been able to have a fucking Mr. Thanksgiving festival sponsored by Coca-Cola and Walmart and Target like stop playing you know what I mean like if I would have really 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 did knew then what I know now like what Mr. Thanksgiving is would have been a way bigger thing fire in 2023 you know because I've literally been calling myself that for what 15 16 17 years so it should have been it I, I didn't take full advantage um so is that something you're thinking about? It's not too late. It's you know, not, it's definitely it's not too, too late, late, you know. Um so but um but yeah, Thanksgiving has definitely, you know, been a been a holiday that's, you know, always meant a lot. And I still get a lot of like you know, like on social media people like sh- on Thanksgiving show me a lot of love and say happy DJ drama day or you know, yeah. like Mr. Thanksgiving, shout to Mr. Thanksgiving, you know. So it's 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 pretty dope. Oh my gosh. So we've been really into our conversation. I've completely forgot about a lot of questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay. Now I want to go back because I think this is a good one. I know like in the beginning of your career or even sometimes now, like it's hip hop, you might, you might, uh, you might be working with an artist that does not really get down with another artist that you might want to work with. And I know like in the past, like when you were rocking with Jeezy, you didn't rock with Gucci. When you rocked with, when you wasn't rocking with Jeezy, you rocked with Gucci. Do you ever find yourself in those predicaments now where it's like, you know what, I'm not, I'm going to turn down a bag because I'm trying to be loyal to X, Y, Z. Boy, the name DJ drama, boy. (laughs) (laughs) If I would have known, I would have named myself DJ Peace Treaty. <laughs> um, I've definitely been in some pickles. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, like, there have been times where I've done tapes where, you know, I've I've put it out there to the person, like, look, like, we can work, but like, you can't use this platform mm. to take shots at X, Y, and Z. Like, I can't be in that and it's weird because it's like you know like I guess because of of my placement like of of how I'm such a a a figure in these projects like it's not like where a producer who technically could do a beat for somebody who gets dissed on that beat is you're in it automatically yeah (laughs) like I get put in it because of of who I am or like what I'm known for. So it's like, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But unfortunately, you know, it, it, it kind of has came with the territory. Um so it's 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 been times where, you know, I've it's hip hop, you know, so it's always gonna be competitive. You know, there's everyone doesn't like each other. Like it's rap music. Like, you know, people like to take shots at each other and then you know sometimes shit's subliminal where you know i might to be honest even miss it you know what i mean so um um would you leave money on the table today absolutely Mm. yeah for sure like every i'm not if if there was 
if there's a situation or you know there's somebody who is has a problem with somebody that I I have some loyalty to a, a thousand percent you know as respectfully as I could you know what I mean like yeah you know it's it's also not my place to like involve myself but you know I've created a lot of um a lot of important relationships over the years you know and there's a lot of endearing people to me that have meant a lot to my career so you know at some point like you you got to stand for something you know what I mean like you know like you you un- unfortunately like they're you know in times of war like you got to pick a side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, um, you know, it, it just varies. It just depends on the, on the level of, of, of where it is or where it's headed. But like, you know, if somebody, if, if somebody's coming to one of my guys, like, I'm like, yo, I can't do that. Like, nah, I can't be a part of that. How many times would you say that you've left money on the table? <clears throat> um, a couple for sure. I don't know if I could count, but there's definitely been some times where I've I've had to, you know, respectfully like declined or, you know, not been able to to do something just because of the energy that was out there. And to be honest, like, you know, on the other side people have understood. They've, you know, they've I think I, I would hope they they've respected it in a sense, like, you know what I mean? Because if the tables was turned, I would I would do the same for them. Yeah. Okay, so how much hate mail did you receive for saying I just want to rock is the new anthem over dreams and nightmares? A lot. <laughs> Wasn't I didn't get any actual letters in the mail. Uh-huh. Well, I might, I might need to check cuz I I might have, but Well, hate mail on social as media. DM. Oh yeah, it was they was they was murdering me. Yeah. I, I don't know if I posted something about it like there was this this guy in Philly trying to get on the 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 bus. <clears throat> and he was like, he was he was jokingly handicapped, and he couldn't get on. And I was like, me and Philly after saying, uh, "I just want to rock" is the new anthem over dreams and nightmares. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, shit, I was, you know, it was a compliment that my opinion went so far. Like, I know, right? You know, I was showing love to to that was trending. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> shit was. I had people yelling shit at me at fucking Super Bowl and and blaming me for the Eagles losing and <laughs> and Uzi had a nice statement. Oh, he did. He did. He 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 handled it very graciously. Um, diplomatic. Very diplomatic. You know, and and by by no means did I did I mean any like like harmful intent or was was my statement to like pit the artists against each other. You know, I was just. A lot of what a lot of people left out was that I said this year, like this year was context is key. Yeah, like just this year, like I wasn't trying to take anything away from Dreams and Nightmares. We all know what that song meant. It was just this year, you know what I mean? But you know, a dope mashup came out of it. I don't know if you ever heard it, but there's like a a Dreams and Nightmares, and I just want to rock like mashup record. Uh, that a, a DJ in Philly made. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I forget forget your name right now. Um, I but, have not. Yeah, super fire, super fire. So you know, then I started to like play at the clubs, and you know, other DJs would joke with me when they would play Dreams and Nightmares, and I just want to rock. But it's all in the name of, of of good fun, like you know what I mean. Like, um, uh, yeah, but I I definitely caught a lot of bullets for that. <laughs> yeah, but I but I got like, I got what? thick skin, man. I've been. 
I've been I've been catching bullets for a long time. Cause you didn't even rock walk it back right away. You kind of like was standing in it. Nah, I never walked it back. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, I said what I said. You know, what I'm this saying? year. Yeah, I'm, I'm for for this year. Like, I just want to rock. Was was the the new anthem for for the moment, and you know, it was the energy around it. But you know, that's they're both great songs. They're both in, in, incredible artists. You know, what I'm saying, and you know, all of us being from Philly, like, definitely, you know, want to rep for the town. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately, the Eagles lost, so you know, we, we yeah, hopefully, next year we'll we'll be able to play Dreams and Nightmares. I just want to rock, fucking freeway, what we do, and a <laughs> right. whole new Philly anthem Fact. for when we go back to the Super Bowl and win, yeah, because that was kind of crazy. <laughs> okay, I promise I'm gonna let you go after these two. <laughs> now, I know you said artists, I mean, you said awards matter. Uh yeah. So list have been oh, okay. A big yeah, yeah. talk. List, list you for, know, the, yeah. the list are really getting people, you know, it's, I wanna it's do them, They need to do a greatest DJs, a fifty greatest DJs list or fucking fifty years of hip hop. Yeah, I wanna see where I fall on that. And if it's not top two and not two, <laughs> I don't know. Don't play I mean, with them. It's been a lot of it's been a lot of legendary DJs, you know. I would, you know, I'm, I'm. When it comes to the run, has to be included. No, nah, the run is important. The run is important, and you know, I mean, if we talking just relevant mixtape series, like hands down, I got that number one. Yeah. But if we're talking about hip hop DJs, like you know, it's it's a lot of greats. Like it, it's a lot of greats, but I mean, I would assume I'm just like assuming they're gonna say. Impact. Yeah, but you know, regard what what wherever I land, if it is in one of those spots, you know, it's gonna, you know, again, those lists like bring up a lot of chatter, and you know, what I'm saying that there's DJs that it, we're talking 50 years, so you know, we, we we're talking from Cool Herc to the conception of hip hop now. You know, what I'm saying so. It's like it, it's gonna be it's tough, you know, but. Maybe it'd be dope just for them to do fifty DJs and not even have like a, a order, just like the the the, the most important wow. fifty DJs of all time in hip hop in the last fifty years. That'd that would be cool, but you know, order has they have to put the order. Come on now, that that's that's too like you like, have to push the needle. I ain't got but let's talk about that. Billboard's list top one hundred rappers of all time. Uh, I just want to say the top ten because I really want to know what you think. Oh boy, we about to go viral. Billboard top ten. Okay. All time. All time. Order. This is an order. Got you. Jay Z, Kendrick, Nas, Tupac, Eminem, Big, Wayne, Drake, Snoop, and Nicki. I hear you. You want to know my thoughts? I want to know your thoughts. We want to know your <laughs> thoughts. Um, it's definitely people you have worked with are there. Uh, Andre three thousand is not in that top ten. He was twelve. Who was eleven? Yay. Kanye. Um, I don't know beyond twelve. I just happen to know twelve. You, you know, it's it's tough. Like we're talking fifty years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
we talk like, like, you know, when you talk like Mount Rushmore, it's like, there's got to be like generationals, generational Mount Rushmores, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like even with that list, like, you know, where does somebody like a Rakim go or like a KRS-One, you know, like, and not to take away from any of those in that top 10, like, like where'd they have Wayne at? Wayne is seven. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Where would you have Wayne? Um, he's he's in my top five. He's definitely in my top five. But five is hard. Like five is hard. You know, like Ice Cube's not in the top ten. Like, you know, I'm I'm glad Snoop is there. Um, because I feel like when those lists come about, Snoop's name doesn't get mentioned enough. Not in 10 for sure. Yeah, definitely in 10. Um, you know, and he arguably is could be in, in five, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. where where's Cole? Mm-mm. Where, he I, I only know up till 12. Where's LL? You know? LL. Um, it's tough, you know, but I mean Ross. There's Ross, you know, Jeezy. Jeezy. Tip, you know. Tip. Um, but it but top five is hard. It's like, you know, it changes for me at times. But I mean, you know, when like there's there's certain names that are of, of course, like when you talk Hove, you talk Drake, you talk You would put Drake in year five? Um, he might be. Who's he's definitely he's Who definitely in my five? he's definitely in my ten for sure. Twenty twenty three. Who is in drama's top five? Oh man, don't do this to me. Um, um, Hove, uh, Wayne, uh, three thousand. What's that? Three. Mm-hmm. Hove, Wayne, three thousand. Um. Mm. Uh, big. You know, I'm, I'm, I might, I'm gonna go Snoop for the day. Okay. I'm gonna go Snoop for the day. That's solid. Yeah. Well, okay. All right, but, I'm. You a... know, I, I, I mean, I didn't say Drake neither, did I? No. Like, yeah, he's. he's, he's Is he like an honorable mention? Nah, definitely not an honorable mention. Like, he, would you? But would you? He's put... up. He's up there. Like, okay. He's, he he's he's top five, yeah. Like, but you didn't mention Kendrick. I didn't. I didn't mention Kendrick, mm. and he's up there too. Um, it's it's tough, you know. Yeah. It's it's a complex thing for sure. Would you have Eminem in the top ten? It's tough too, you know. M is M deserves to be mentioned as well. In top know? ten, where is he at on the list? M is. Six. Yeah, I mean, M, M is, you know, lyrically. No, M is five. Lyrically, like, impact, like, sales, you know, longevity. Like, he has, he checks off a lot of boxes. He do. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing and then we can move forward. Okay. I never hear people turn on Eminem music. And and that's been part of the discussion. Um, you probably don't run in those circles because clearly somebody's playing it. Because even when like the, you know the 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 
the algorithms come out or like the 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 views like M's in there. Mm. So somebody's playing it. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody's playing it. This has yet to be determined who. I mean, you might catch me listening to the Slim Shady. Really? Company. What what Eminem song would you put on today? Um, what you mean? Like, if you were, I don't know what you would be doing. Would you put it on in your car? Taking um, a shower? Yeah, working out? Maybe working out. Maybe working out. For sure. You know, get working out I'm, real I'm, quick. Working out, I might put 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 a uh, M album. Get on. that energy yeah. pumping. Yeah, definitely like the early <laughs> early M like. Yeah, the Marshall, Marshall Mathers, Mathers. <laughs> Marshall Mathers LP, the Slim Shady LP, like those are classics. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, last one, I promise. Now, this is going to be quick. Quick, this or that. Five. It's only five. Okay. 90s rap or early 2000s? Uh, 90s. Because I, that was like my teenage years. So, you know, I think that's what helped shape me. Um. You know, I think those are the, you know, that time in your life, like high school, like, you know, early adulthood, like those, you know, that, that was. What album? Quick. One album. One? Mm-hmm. Um, the Chronic. Okay. Ready to Die. Illmatic. Smith & Wesson. Diggable planets. No, all eyes on me. All eyes on me. Um, yeah, we're gone for days. We okay, cool. Enter the thirty six chamber. Midnight marauders. Stakes is high. Like the infamous. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know. Okay. Lethal injection. Mm. I could I could do that all day. You know, Performing like, or recording. Um. tough we got a shot we can do both or something i can do both like i don't we don't drink on this <laughs> um, show that's tough like you know because like for me you know me recording and me mm -hmm. being in that creative space is is i think what got me here in a sense but i love to also be in front of a crowd and like to be able to like do my thing like on stage. So it's it's tough to pick one. Um I would probably I would probably just say recording just because I think that's what you know, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like I'll fuck a stage up or I'll fuck <laughs> a party up. But people when people think about me, like they they think about hearing my voice on projects. So I would say I would just say recording. Yeah. Okay. Promotions or A and R. Promotions or A and R. Um, A and R. A and R. Yeah. Okay. Serato or vinyls. Serato. For sure. A hundred percent. I do not <laughs> listen. I'm glad I went through that era. It was. It's nothing like having records or or you know vinyl is an important part of the culture like having a piece of vinyl but as a dj them years of carrying crates <laughs> and being the first and the last at the club like 
being able to walk in here with a backpack yeah. and a computer full of 100,000 songs. Thank you, Serato. You changed all of our lives. There was a time in a space where a DJ would only be able to drive a, a SUV or truck. Like, mm. you're, not, you're not getting DJs and Ferraris because you fucking had to have something to put all your, your big-ass crates in. Straight labor. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Serato was, yeah. Oh, gosh, this last one. Uh -oh. How should I say it? Should uh -oh. I not? Here we go. <sighs> Where we going? I'm sick of me. <laughs> Trap or die or dedication? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. For the culture. Don't do it. Should we take it? You answer. Oh, man. I can't. That me neither. Okay, I can. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, You're going to say Trevor Die. Of course. But, you know, I know. I don't want any hate mail. But, it's, 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 but Wayne is actually... See, I love Jeezy. Jeezy is like my favorite rapper, though. So, you know, of course, there's bias in there. But I would actually have Wayne in my top five. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I don't think... Jeezy is not in my top five. Okay. You know, if I'm being like, right. Uh, you know, if I'm just going by the rules yeah. and not my favorites, yeah. I have Wayne there, but I don't have Jeezy there. Yeah. So I've obviously been asked that question multiple times and I've changed my answer at various times, but it's literally like picking a my a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for either of them. So, you know, they're both you know, going down in history as, as some of the greatest mixtapes of all time. Oh, man. Thank you so much, DJ Drama. Thanks this has really, me. truly been fun. I appreciate it. All your interviews are so cool. Good looking. This one is on the list also. You yeah. know where to find us at Deposits Podcast. You know where to find him at Drama Like the DJ. Yeah, I really like that album. Make sure really you get like it. that. Make sure you cop that. And make sure you like and subscribe. And until next time, peace. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.